How are you? <laughs> we already got some oh, drama going on up in here. One second. Okay. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Happy Thursday night, y'all. Happy Thursday. Hope y'all have a have had a Mm-mm. great start. week so far. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are back. Welcome back to the Crown Podcast mm-hmm. with your host. Um, what are we talking about today? Um, so we're going to talk about um basically the topic of doing unto others with all that's been going on lately um we were talking and it's just been a lot that's going on in the world people being um i guess selfish and only thinking about themselves in our opinion when it comes to certain things so we just wanted to talk about basically just putting others above yourself okay so what is our bible verse for that um it is doing to others as you will have others do unto you um I think it was in Luke. Luke <laughs> Which one six, was it? I think. Luke six. Let me see. Let me double check. So, okay, yes. And just as you want man to do to you, you also do to them likewise. And that's Luke six thirty one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what's our first topic for doing to others? Okay. So, um, so we were talking. Well, you wanted to talk about the um, what was happening with Dwayne Wade. So, tell me about it, so then I can put my input or tell us about it. Okay, Dwayne. You think Dwayne? What, what Kobe? <laughs> we yes. did already talk we about did talk Dwayne. about Dwayne Wade yes mm-hmm. okay yes Kobe and um I think it was his but parents. it kind of kind of kind of relates yeah. um because I think we said last time when you have a platform like that you mm-hmm. have responsibility and to me the message that you're sending mm-hmm. you have to be careful with it yeah especially in today's age obviously um it's just certain things you shouldn't do mm-hmm. as a responsible Christian when you're spreading Christ's message right. as opposed to your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get into that later. But okay, so yeah, so tell me what happened with what well, refresh us. What happened with Kobe and his parents? Okay, so um, I was scrolling through Instagram and I can't remember who made the post. It it was either Kirk Franklin's wife mm-hmm. or. Um, Oh, you know I'm wrong for this. I can't even remember her it's name, Ebony. It's the um the old Destiny Child member. She oh, was Michelle on. Williams? Yeah, wait, no, she what? was on Greenleaf. Um, oh, um, Latoya Lucky. Yes, mm-hmm. I, it was either her or Kirk Franklin's wife. But anyway, so they had made a post about um Kobe and the mm-hmm. funeral, and I was just scrolling through the comments, and one of them literally was like, you know how you scroll and you, that's the first thing you see, mm-hmm. um, and somebody said um something like. In so many words, this is karma. He would he didn't honor his um, parents like mm-hmm. it says. The Bible says, honor your parents, um, or your life will be shortened. Um, if you honor them, no, no. If you don't honor them, your life will be shortened. And if you honor them, you'll have long days. Mm-hmm. And you know she did um, quote the Bible scripture or whatever. And then of course, like I started reading all the the comments or responses to her, and most of them were like, you know, this is not the time, or this is why so many people get turned off from. Um, the church right. because they see stuff like this because like even when I was reading it I'm just like that was completely insensitive you don't you're not God so right. how can you say oh this is why he died mm-hmm. and even if he didn't honor his parents because obviously nobody knows the relationship we're not in their family right. so you can't speak on that number one but number two how can you sit there and say he died because of that when all those other people, including say, children, I was gonna say, yeah, died. His, his daughter died as well. Exactly. So, does that mean so it just doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's why I was like, okay, 
this is too much. Um, I get, I've seen a lot of comments about, you know, oh, the media didn't talk about his parents. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, mourn for them or they didn't pray for them. All we see is stuff about the wife and children. Right. Um, and I get that, but we don't know the full story. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Like, we don't know the full story. We don't know what was going on behind closed doors. We don't exactly. know what's going on. So I just felt like, as we already talked about with the Gail situation, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm still having it, too. Yes. Um, but it just, it just seemed like an insensitivity. It seemed like they were putting themselves first, specifically, Mm -hmm. um, Gail. Right. Um, but just, you know, to get, whether it was recognition or whatever, it seemed like good people had to suffer as a result of somebody, like, being selfish, basically, Mm -hmm. in so many words. So that's why I wanted to bring it up as far as, like, doing to others and talk about how, in this day and age, it's just like everything is about ourselves. Yes. Um, it's a lot of selfish selfishness going on, and basically how to how to combat it. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, I guess that's pretty much the the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So it's pretty much um, everybody just being selfish, and it says that, of course, um, for those Christians, <laughs> uh, for those of us who know, uh, it does say like in the end times that people are going to become lovers of themselves. And, you know, people always say, you know, oh, they've been saying this in times forever. So, uh, which is true. They've been saying that for 20, 30, 40 mm-hmm. years. But I, my, I just think that we're getting closer and closer. Um, but like I said, no no man knows the time of the hour when God is going to come back. But it does seem like um, just the way of the world is going, everybody is all about themselves. Um, it just seems like, like you said, of course, with, um, you know, Kobe and his family, and like I said, we don't know anything. Um, we only know what the media shows us. Right. We don't know if Kobe, um, if they, we don't know anything. We right. really don't. Like, all we know is what the media has showed us. So um, it's important for us to be kind and keep our, you know, comments to ourselves, keep right. our opinions to ourselves, um, especially when it's a sensitive subject like that. Right. So um, that's a part of, you know, doing to others, because especially if we were in their position as Kobe or whatever we would want um them to respect our privacy during that time exactly compassion empathy it's just like i just can't imagine myself saying something like that because it just seems so insensitive and like everybody was saying like this is not the time for that even if you do have an opinion that of course you have free speech but it's just like should you be saying that and it should be again like we've talked about with gail it should be some type of red flags going off in your head as to let me not say that. Yeah. Then again, it is. I did see the stuff on social media, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, there's trolls and stuff like that. People just, they just say things just to get a response or exactly. reaction. So yeah. I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But it still leads us to this conversation or to this topic today as far as, like you said, there's so much stuff going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, people being lovers of themselves, people having to be seen, people putting on like a facade on, you know, social media or whatever. Right. It's just like, it's a lot of fakeness going on. It it's is. a lot of just, it's, and it's too much. Yep. And so as Christians, we do have a responsibility to stay grounded in the word, to just as loud as, you know, Satan and temptation and sin and all of that is, we need to be just as loud. That's true. Or even more so um, in this day and age because, like you said, we don't know if it's the end times, but it does just seem like it's yeah. just too it's just much. a lot going on. Especially in the new year. Yes. It's just it's 2020. Literally. Yeah. It's Somebody just said, like, throw the whole year. You Let's know. start Let's over. Go, yeah. Let's rewind. Let's throw, Jesus, throw please, when we wake up in the morning, can we start over? <laughs> can we just be on January 1st? Yeah. Because it's been a lot for everybody. Yes. Um, all over the true. world. So, 
Okay, um, so we went over the verse. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about our second mm. um, topic, hot topic we wanted to bring up, which yes. was it's heartbreaking. Our, yes, the documentary of uh, Gabriel Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all got a chance to watch it, but I did watch all episodes on Netflix. I literally had to just take a whole day. Literally, I'm mm-hmm. talking about I was stressed, depressed, crying. Like, it was tough because I have never seen nothing like that. And it's real. You know, I watch yeah. Scary movies, sci-fi, stuff like that. That's all I watch. Yeah. But when it comes to real stuff like yeah. that that I know actually happened in the real world, I'm just like, it's too much. I mm-hmm. cannot handle this. And it was just so unbelievable. So we do want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Like, what what was your takeaway? So, honestly, I did not watch all four um, because it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too much. Um, and you're like the, the one who liked documentaries. Actually, I actually love documentaries. And I love, um, because I'm always trying to figure out and understand why people do the things that they do. Right. So, um, of course, uh, when I, like I said, it was too much because I don't like graphic stuff. Like people, like if anybody will send me a fight or something or. Oh, really? I, I do not, I cannot, <laughs> I don't like to see people getting hit in the face. It's just too much, <laughs> just too much. So, um, but basically when I start like hearing all the details about it, you know, like how he was um, like shot in the face with the BB mm. gun, how he was, uh, his teeth were knocked out with a bat. Um, you know, just everything that was happening to him, they were, um, and uh, I don't even know if the physical pain was was worse than the emotional pain, you know, them um, calling him gay, you know, saying like the homophobic slurs, and to me, I'm just like, it's not the words, it's like, you know, I always go back to, I'm like, they tried to break the little boy's spirit, right. and that just made me really emotional, because even after that, he wrote a letter, a letter still saying he loves his mom, you know, he's trying to be a good boy. So that part is what got me because I'm like, it's, it's the emotional abuse that, um, mm. that was just too much. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's, that's heavy. It, it was. So, um, yes, I just feel like, um, like you said, everybody failed him. Um, so there were social workers, there was law enforcement, family members who knew what was going on and they did not step in. Like you said, for whatever reason, for, uh, fear of losing their job, for fear mm-hmm. of just getting involved, you know, not wanting to um, take responsibility, not right. wanting to, you know, I guess just like, you know, people say like mind your business or whatever, right. but nobody out of all those people, nobody stepped in to, to save him, to try to help him. Um, they said like when the law enforcement, even when they came to the house, they they told him that he was lying. Yeah, put him in the back of a he, police car to scare him. Even after seeing all the physical... Um, scars and stuff so it was just it was it was heartbreaking so it was and it was one of the episodes where it was a security guard and he the ep, the title of the episode was death's got him by the hands mm. um they got that from the security guard who said he saw him walk by and he was like you know gabriel was trying to point point he said first of all he you couldn't look at him and not know that he was being abused that's how bad it was number right. one anybody that saw him he didn't have to say a word you could see it on mm. his body that was number one. Number two is he said even when he was when Gabriel was about to walk out, he was like pointing out um, some more scars on his body, and he was like, so that security guard basically said it was like death got him by the hand, mm-hmm. blinding everyone else, and he was like, it was like no matter what he did, meaning Gabriel, it's like death had him, like it, he had to die. Basically, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. It was like he had to die because yeah. so many people felt him. He reached out to so many people, and that's what really yeah. made me emotional because I'm just like, you're a kid. You're eight years old. And what the prosecutor was saying, he was like, you know, he had um, experience being abused or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was like, when you're little, you're powerless. And he was like, 
everybody looks so much bigger than you. Like right. you literally don't have a say in anything. Like everything is being done to you. You don't have any. If you're if you're in a bad situation like that, no one's protecting you. Mm-hmm. So to think about an eight year old literally reaching out to complete strangers, reaching out to his grandparents, reaching out to family members, his teacher, nobody could simply get him out of that. That's I'm just like it just seems unreal because I'm just like how can you not do something from the teacher if you if if I saw a child come in my classroom eyes completely swollen and he said my mother shot me in the face with a BB gun right he wouldn't be going home like they would have to arrest me I'm not kidding she probably wouldn't go home like if the mother came to pick him up like I'm not playing she would probably almost die that day like Mm -hmm. I'm not playing because I'm just like how can you ever not step in now obviously teachers do have you know protocols or whatever they she did call and report I'm not gonna say she didn't do nothing Mm -hmm. she did call and report but it was over and over again. I think she called like three or four times. Nothing ever happened. He kept coming back in the classroom with worse and worse scars and, and injuries. And I'm just like, at that point, when you see the system has failed, you have a human responsibility right. to do something about it, meaning take him out of that situation. And if somebody along the line, out of all them people who encountered him, mm-hmm. he would still be alive. So go ahead. I was going to ask you, too, because, um, so of course, you know, I love psychology so mm-hmm. I'm always like um, I know the mom she suffered from bipolar dep- bipolar mm-hmm. like PTSD they said that when they did I guess like scans on her, scans or something on her brain mm-hmm. that she you know had a lot of stuff on there too so um, on top of evilness right so I'm just like did nobody like did nobody you know like do you think they were afraid to say something to the mama or do you think mm, probably so they said she was crazy she looks crazy mm-hmm. Um. Again, her sister. I think her sister said she, you know, would spend the night with him or whatever to try to help out. Still wasn't enough, and it's just like again, like I don't even know if it's being afraid of her as, um, or more so that it is like you said, not getting involved or not wanting to speak up. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh, if I say this, I could get fired. Like you're putting all these ifs scenarios in your head of what could happen if you do this, right? And that's simply saying this is a person this is a little boy's life that's that trumps everything mm-hmm. and that's like a um that's something that we all did with like in little things like you know when if god says oh you need to be doing this or you need to go out start your own business or you right. need to go do this we come up with all these excuses i don't know if it's us our flesh it's Satan, fear. whoever fear, fear, fear yes um of why we should do what we should be doing right so it's just like the fear again which we'll talk about later about that fear I don't care what she could have done, would have done, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's either deal with that fear of her or save his life. Right. A little boy's life. Like, he is literally innocent. So, to me, it's just like watching that. It just, it made me hopeless looking at humanity because I'm just like, if they don't even protect the eight-year-old boy who you know 100% without a doubt is being abused, this isn't a case of, oh, they have no bruises and, you know, they could. I don't want to say they're lying, but you really don't know mm-hmm. you have you have a good excuse to say you really don't know if this is really happening nobody in this case had that because it was clear as day anybody right. a blind man could have seen that this little boy was being abused and nobody did anything yeah it just made me think like because it i just thought of um our killing my head randomly because i'm like people don't like these people are sick and you know like people always ask me um you know like they're like oh our killing need to be you know like shot kill hung and all this stuff burn alive and i'm like yeah, he needs to be, you know, like, he needs to have his consequences. Right. Yes, he needs to pay, but he also needs help. True, and you know? what about the other people who, that's what I'm saying. So that, I'm glad you said that because 
one of the psychologists on um, the documentary said, I see evil in child abuse, but I also see anger, frustration, and poverty, meaning mm -hmm. the person who's doing the abuse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it says, so what am I going to do? So, okay, so if you're angry, frustrated, you don't have any money, jobless, being abused, you could have, you know, domestic violence or whatever. Right. In their head, she's saying, the psychologist was saying, that's why they're saying, so I can't take out my frustrations on, on who I really want to. So people with who either dropped out of school mm -hmm. with um, mental illnesses or whatever disorders, mm -hmm. their only thing is to, okay, let me take it out on the only person who's right. here, which is the child. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's in their head. But the psychologist is saying, so that is evil, but there's a background for it, mm -hmm. meaning what happened to them, to them right. and why they're doing it. Right. Um, but she said, but real evil to me is when you know what's wrong, you see it's wrong, and you look away or you turn away when you have the power to make a difference. Right. She literally called that, that's true evil. Right. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Like, it's just, even with R. Kelly, the parents, do you think my teenager would be around a grown man? First of all, it's, it's like, you can literally, I'm not even going to lie. I have literally been in situations where I could see, um, inappropriate like looks touches uh -huh. or whatever right. around a grown man or whatever and just how they're looking like like towards me or whatever i'm uh -huh. just like you can you know uh -huh. so if, if your parents are around first of all if they weren't around you're to blame because right. if you didn't have somebody there to watch out for your child around a grown man that's on you uh -huh. um but if you're actually there and you see it and you're saying oh well yeah she can spend the night over here or yeah she can like it's just stuff common sense yeah. stuff that i'm just like you have a role to play in that too. You can't yeah. try to uh, burn him at the stake when you have a role too. You you had a responsibility first because that's your child. So I don't. I do have an issue with that. See, don't like in in that regard. Like when it comes to in my opinion, like to the parents, you know who who in my I call like you're selling your child. Mm -hmm. You know you're pretty much whatever. I'm like yes, that is true evilness because you're the one. And I'm not giving R. Kelly a pass or the oh yeah, uh -uh. Pass, but I feel like you know you're the one. You know better. You right. know R. Kelly literally is. He's he going to do what he's been doing. And, and then I'm like, he has the, the mind of a child. Exactly. He, even They don't excuse him. He literally needs to be held accountable. He needs to, whatever they right. do, jail time. Yes, he needs to be held accountable. But I'm saying he has the mind of a child. He was molested. Um, like they always, it, I actually thought about something earlier, too. Um, I was watching Joe Budden, and he said that um, he was on this show called The Therapist on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, um, and I was trying to figure out why he's so angry. Everybody mm. always say he's so angry or whatever. But he, he made a very good point. And he said it's because when he was younger, his when he was younger, his brother, um, his brother uh, pulled a gun and put it in, you know, put like mm. the gun in his face, um, and made him. It was something like some chips, candy, something he had, and he wanted it. And so his brother was. He said no. His brother put the gun in his face and was like, "What you gonna do now?" Mm. And I immediately said like, "So, from what I'm." I gather from that, I'm like, well, Joe Budden probably said that nobody will ever have that control over me. Wow. Here, which is why now, he, you know, in right. every situation, he's going to control he's every ready. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. he's literally going to control every situation. And he's never going to allow somebody to. So he to, won't have to feel. He will never be a victim mm -hmm. again. He will never allow somebody to do that again. Same thing, R. Kelly. Same thing with Gabriel. Um, Fernandez. Gabriel, mm -hmm. Yes. Because the mom, I think she was gang raped. She was mm -hmm. raped by her uncle and all this stuff. And then they become. They do to their victims what mm. were done um, to, to them. them, and then they just become like evil and control. You know, like mm -hmm. it just becomes too too much. Mm. And uh, but that's that. So, and all of that again is like <laughs> a lost, yeah. like just the result of 
either running away from Christ or not having somebody um, lead you to Christ mm-hmm. or just not having him as the center of your life, yep. the covering or whatever, because we all deal with strongholds. We all have dealt with something that happened to us in the past, mm-hmm. but you do have a choice. And like you said, R. Kelly does have to answer for his actions because he still had a choice. Right. And he had the money to get the help that he needed. Yeah. Um, so we all. Yeah, he also had. I mean, like I said, no, don't yeah. come for me because I'm not. I'm not excusing him, but I'm saying. But he also had nothing but enablers around him, nothing but people around him who, mm-hmm. you know, like who who didn't have didn't his best interest. They did not have his best interest. They wanted the money. They wanted. Yep. The, you know, like I said, the road manager knew he married Aaliyah. All the, everybody, nobody cared about mm-hmm. him doing to others. Mm-hmm. Nobody, not one person around him, in my opinion, cared about him. They only cared about the money. What, yeah. And what he could do for the them. The benefit. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Um, one more thing about the documentary. Um, okay, so in the sentencing phase, so mm-hmm. the boyfriend got obviously found guilty and he was sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom pled guilty and got life. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the sentencing phase, it was the boyfriend's coworker who was on the stand to testify on his behalf. And so she was saying all these things because he worked at like a um, home health care type um, nursing home maybe for the elderly. And so she was like, you know, uh, we knew him as, I can't remember what they called him, but we knew him as like this something bear. I don't know. It was something she was calling him. And so she was like, you know, he was just so kind. He was so loving and gentle. And he would take them here and he would do this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And so the prosecutor got up and was like, um, knowing and seeing everything that he did to Gabriel, does that change your opinion of who he is? And she literally said no. She said, oh, wait, okay, meaning she's saying, I see what he did, but there's still some good in him. Wow. Because of what, sh- because of the size she knew. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your take on that. Like, um, I disagree because I think that uh, what's in you is going to come out, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that if you're e- like, you know, if you're evil, you're evil. It's going to come out. I think that people are actors. Like, nobody's going to, you know, like, be mm-hmm. like that on the job. People are actors all the time. Even right. when, you know, you get in a relationship, people always send their representative before yes. they, you know, send their self. Like, nobody's going to show you That's who they really are. That's a whole word. It is. I'm like, nobody's going to show you who they really are. If if people show themselves at first, you won't have, like, battered women or, you know, mm-hmm. domestic violence because you would have beat your tail on the very first day, you know? So, part of that, because we're going to do a whole show <laughs> on this domestic violence because... I literally, okay, so I think the Bible study was maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but, um, okay, so sometime last year I had done um, this, I had spoke at a Bible study, just giving, like, my testimony on, like, how I started my business or whatever, and mm-hmm. then I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I ended up saying something like, um, um, like, I, because I, tell, I told you this um, more than once about how, I, like, I'm always for the underdog, or I always, mm-hmm. I'm like the... David and Goliath, like, I go against, like, giants or whatever. I'm always taking up for the little person. So I said I'm like that now because um, from, like, five years old or whatever, I was taking up for my aunties, my mama, because they were in domestic violence situations, and I was fighting, like, grown men or whatever to protect them. So um, that day that I said it, later on, a woman, I cannot remember her name, but she came up to me and was like, "Um, you know, your testimony was so powerful. She was like, you don't know how many people – or women, you could help um, talking about that or whatever from a child's perspective. Okay. So that's number one. So then this Bible study, fast forward to the Bible study about two weeks ago, that same woman came up to me. She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I remember um, I saw you speak last year, um, and I 
I just had a um, conversation with one of my friends, and she basically is going through the same thing, meaning um, she got married, thought everything was perfect, and then he started beating her. So I definitely want to do a podcast over domestic violence, but just a little snippet of do you really think they didn't show any any signs? Like, is that even possible? I think that, um, again, you know me. I told you I pick up on everything. So the, I pick up on the smallest thing, and I've actually had this happen. So I was talking to this guy the other day, and he kept trying to get me to tell him something I didn't want to tell him. And I'm just like. And, Controlling. Right. And so I started talking to him. And, you know, of course, you know, people say, oh, that's extra. And that's, I'm like, no. You knew it because you you can discern spirits. Yes, I can, and I um like I said to me that's not like oh whatever. I'm like no because if I tell you something, it's like to me it's a boundary right. that you don't respect. Right, it's um like I said controlling all of those are red flags. So for somebody who um who if, doesn't yeah so, pick up on who, that like I said for me um and I always I don't know if I talked to you about this but I always talk about everybody value different things. I value character. Right. That's like my number one thing, honesty, integrity. For somebody who, who number one thing, if they want a husband, right. then they, you know, and that's what they want. They value status. They value, um, you know, just what it looks like or whatever. Right. They will overlook those things mm. because they, they, they want focus on something else. So much, yeah. So mm. I do think that people, I've seen it. I've seen, mm. you know, like women do it all the time and end up, you know, knowing that their man is cheating and, you know, you may not know, you know, whatever, but right. like, it's too many signs, and then you go ahead and whatever. So I do think that the signs are always there, and that goes for women, too. You know, if a guy, you see that the woman is, um, you know, she gets easily angered or right. she gets whatever, you know, you know, those signs are always there. So, right. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, we do meet people's representative first, especially, like I said, on a job. Most of the time, you're being professional. Right. Most of the time, you're not going to be doing those things, you know, um, you don't say, oh, yeah, go home and beat his right. little boy. Like, you know, you're not going to bring yeah, it up. You don't spend a lot of time with your coworkers like that. You know, right. Um, you're not sitting with them all day, every day. You're not behind closed doors. So um, I don't understand that at all because if I, if that was me as the coworker and you on the stand. Yeah, I, and I knew that. I knew that he was nice. And they tell me, and I see evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why would you yeah. say that? She literally did not, like, she refused that. to say okay, yes, he did something bad. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just say it's horrible what he yeah. did or whatever, but that's not the side I saw him. I get that. You right. didn't see that side of him, but why would you? I'm right. sounding like, yeah, but you wouldn't see it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, still that's, mad at that That's foolishness. That's like, <laughs> it literally foolishness. is. Like, it makes sense to me. At all. Yeah. Okay, so we yeah. will come back to that. That's going to be a good topic. Um, but the reason I brought that up is because I, that's another, <laughs> I just be seeing these uh, posts on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I was scrolling and it was either Instagram or Facebook and she posted, it was a um, domestic violence survivor and she said, um, people need to stop like getting on the woman for not leaving or you need to stop saying, why couldn't you just leave? Because what is, what does leave, leaving mean? It means, you know, leaving, obviously sometimes they don't have jobs. Sometimes he's the only person that pays the bills. It means he knows everywhere, you know, all your family members' addresses, blah, 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 blah. So basically that's all but means you're going to have to stay in a shelter somewhere where he cannot find you. That's basically like starting your life all over. Mm-hmm. So, of course, all these women underneath were like, you know, yeah, that's true, blah, 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 which I get that. Obviously that is, mm-hmm. which is why I want to talk from a child's pers- perspective because I'm just like, if you knew the effect that it has on the kids seeing that, like, yeah. I don't care if you got to move to another state. I don't mm-hmm. care if you have to live in your car. When it comes to your kids, if you by yourself, yeah. that's another thing. But when you're affecting the life of some of a child, mm-hmm. your responsibility because that child didn't ask for that relationship and you had no business getting in a relationship to begin with, mm-hmm. 
you got to move differently. Yeah. So I do want to talk about that. But yes. that's a whole nother topic, and yes. we kind of got off topic. But, okay, so we talked about Kobe. Mm-hmm. We talked about Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about coronavirus. Okay. What came to mind, and what, what has been your reaction this week? So um, for me, it's been, um, like I said, like I told you earlier, it's like a lot of, of course, the world is like up in – you know, like an uproar, it's like a lot of hysteria, like everybody's super scared, everybody is fearful. Um, somebody asked me today, was I afraid? And I'm like, no, um, and you know me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean I mean it, I'm not afraid. He was like, oh, you gangster. I'm like, no, not really, I'm just like, it's just, I'm like, but what, what can, I mean, like I said, all you can do is what you can do. Right. That means, you know, like they say, you do the precautions, you, um, you know, wash your hands, right. continue to, you know, sanitize and all that stuff. But other than that, you can't do that right. until they tell you what else you can do. So there's no point of, um, like, worrying. Um, also, on top of, you know, just from the world, the world's perspective, from a Christian's perspective, it's not good for us to worry anyway because we're saying we don't trust God. Right. So um, even as a Christian, it's just not, like, it's not good for us to worry because we, one, we shouldn't have that kind of fear, and two, we should know that um, God is sovereign, so whatever is going to happen is going to happen and he's going to continue to cover um his children okay so. and then the verse from what you just said about the mm-hmm. not worrying is um who who by worrying can add a day to your life this is what jesus is saying so mm-hmm. who who by worrying can add a day to your life um if you can't do something so small then mm-hmm. basically why should you worry right um and then what what verses did you have for um fear itself because earlier i posted on um our crown podcast mm-hmm. instagram page uh faith over fear which i've been seeing that a lot lately and um go ahead i don't think i have it i think you had i don't think i got the one for fear i got one for um the one for fear yours is the perfect love one yeah and then also um like be kind to one another um but i don't think i had one for fear okay so the one i posted on our um in, on our instagram page said um basically let me see i know for a fact i did faith over fear meaning well, first of all, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I've been seeing that, like, all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but fear itself, obviously, and I think we said we we're going to do a whole podcast over that because mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier how how fear just keeps us from doing so many things. Like, with the Gabriel Fernandez situation, mm-hmm. it was fear of not losing my job or fear of getting in trouble or whatever. Fear of having to fight with yeah. my sister or whatever. Right. It was all these fears that kept them from doing the most common sense thing that you would think to do, which mm-hmm. is to protect the child. And that's what I'm saying. CPS workers and officers, that's their job. Yeah. Like, what else are you there for? And then I'm like, and I'm sure that you probably lost your job anyway now. Or you should have. Are you, you feeling have. guilty and yeah. can't even do the job? That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, you're going to literally have this guilt for the rest of your life. I'm not saying be condemned, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying – in human minds, like, you, you can't ever get over something like that yeah. because you know that you could have done something that could have saved someone's life. That's a heavy burden, mm-hmm. especially when you're not doing something about it, when right. it, it just seems so simple from the outside. I'm not saying it wouldn't have been hard. You could have lost your job. If they fired you for that, mm-hmm. that's not the job. That's not where you should have been exactly. because you're literally saving your whole life. So it's just like these fears stop us in our tracks. It stops us from doing major things that we're supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God and it also stops us from doing, like I said, common sense things. Mm-hmm. It's your job. Like, at a minimum, do your job. If you're a CPS worker or a sheriff going out, the the most common sense thing you could have done was, okay, where is he at? Let me talk to him. Or let me get him away from the parents yeah. and let me talk to him. Let me 
photograph these injuries or whatever. They didn't even do the minimum, the bare minimum. Exactly. So I'm just like, that's that's stupidity to me. Like I just can't, I cannot understand it whatsoever. Which is why that documentary made me so mad. Um, okay, so I put faith over fear. Jesus is his name um, is greater than all fears, all sicknesses, including coronavirus. Um, Psalm 91 is a major, mm-hmm. majorly important psalm. Um, but it says, it begins out with, um, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, mm-hmm. nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near to you. So as Christians, we do have a covering. Obviously we have to, um, which is the next verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known mm-hmm. to God. Yep. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds mm-hmm. through Christ Jesus. So, obviously, pray is the first thing that's about everything. Prayer works mm-hmm. for everything. Um, and not even just prayer, just like bringing, like I said, bring your request before God, letting him know how you're feeling. This week alone, with all this stuff going on, it's been uncertainty. Um, I don't want to say confusion, but just like seeing all these things that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. In this generation, it's just like it's it's hard, it's tough. Um, it just seems like everything is just getting out of control or out of hand. And like I said, it's the beginning of a new year. So, just just being real with him, tell him how you feel, tell him if you're angry or confused or discouraged, because we do as Christians get discouraged when we keep constantly seeing things happen, all this death, all this sickness and disease. Mm-hmm. But again, Christ took care of that on the cross already, and it's just like. Like you said, now I'm not. I'm not gonna say I wasn't fearful, because I was. Because I did have like these trips that I wanted to do, but I'm just like, no, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. But I did end up going. We still went out of town. Um, we went to Galveston. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, all you can do is what you've been doing: washing your hands, cleaning things, just like being sanitary. Um, but it was in the back of my head, like, okay, am I gonna, you know, like you said, stop living my life or just. Keep living and again trusting God, which that's the key. Learning to trust in God through yeah. it all. I was gonna ask you, um, so because we ta- we brought this up too because we were talking about so there was a um, post from, I guess a doctor and he pretty much said, um, you know, he was just like as doctors we are not okay. He said that like people are coming into the ER like in droves, like you know um, everybody's coming in because their throat hurt, you know, simple stuff, you know, and I'm just like, um, hysteria. yeah, hysteria, you know, so everybody's in a panic. He was like the ER, you know, the emergency room is flooded and crowded. And he said that when they have rear, rear, real life, um, you know, emergency, people, yeah, emergencies in the back and people are like literally dying. And, um, you know, and then you come in, he said like, this world is just becoming, uh, everybody's just all about me, you mm. know, all about me. I don't care about the people who just had a heart attack. I don't care about the people who, really just you know had surgery and surgery check my cough out mm-hmm. you know and he was just like and it's becoming too much he said that they are overwhelmed they are tired and again it goes back to um you know like you said hysteria and just you know like panicking and just mm-hmm. not trusting in god not trusting or whatever um but i was cracking up because i'm like my throat did kind of hurt early <laughs> mine did too no. <coughs> uh-uh. my throat some right yes, now my throat was a little whatever but um that's the spirit of fear. I'm it telling is. you, it's literally nothing but the spirit of fear, I promise you. And it's just like, once you keep thinking about that stuff, mm-hmm. stuff does start to happen. And that's what I'm saying. You have to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Yeah. You know I deal with fear. Like, that's just, it's, it, that is a battle for me. Because I'm just like, 
it's a control thing. You're mm-hmm. literally like, you know, let me control this. Let me protect my own life. You really can't do that. Like right. your hand, your life is in God's hands. Like you have to let that go. You have to surrender yourself to Him. You Him. I mean yourself, um, your family, like whoever. Like mm-hmm. you literally have to surrender to Him because we belong to Him first and foremost. He is in control, not us. And it's just like once you surrender that control over to Him. Mm-hmm you'll be good and the fear has to flee right. um and then the verse you were talking about was the um which one perfect love yeah perfect love cast out fear so um how did you apply that scripture to so we looked it up because that is a, a verse i'm just like what does perfect love mean so it said l- the love that's described in that verse i think it was first john four eighteen maybe mm. four first john was it four or 16 i don't, I don't know First, first John, John 4, but y'all, y'all can search it, mm-hmm. <laughs> research it. Um, but it's the love that's talked about in that verse is is his agape love, meaning mm-hmm. it's the selfless, selfless love and, um, let's see. Okay, selfless agape love. Yeah, 1 John 4.18. Okay, 4.18. Um, and then the, so perfect love. Mm-hmm. Perfect, it said, means uh, mature and complete. Right. So it said, the one who fears has not been made perfect in love, mm-hmm. meaning you're not mature in love, meaning you're still fearing punishment. I think that's what the verse says. The one who fears is expecting punishment, but those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation. So you shouldn't have a fear of judgment. You shouldn't have a fear of punishment. You shouldn't have a fear of death, of sickness, of illness, because God has already conquered that. And if it does come, if the worst happens, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. Um, with this woman who thought she was going to get a cancer diagnosis. If the worst does happen, you still have to trust him, yeah. no matter what. Go ahead. Oh, and then um, Iyanla Van Zandt said something really good this morning. She said that the thing about fear is when you have fear, it lowers your immune system. Mm. So because you're stress, yeah, anxiety, stressing and worrying. So now, if your immune system is lower, because that's typically how a lot of people um how most mostly everybody's getting the coronavirus because your um, immune system is lowered so if your immune system is lowered then yes you are going to be um you're going to be susceptible like, yeah, like that's what i'm saying sick. you're inviting all of this stuff in right what? Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you're inviting all of this stuff in yeah you're going to get sick literally and that's what i'm saying you talked about that too about the or you always negative you're always complaining you're always just like oh this is you know woe is me or whatever like mm-hmm. i'm not kidding i have a family member who does that all the time like and it seems like something always happens yeah. that's what i'm saying so like you're literally inviting it in um there is power wait what is it don't <laughs> 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 the power of life and death is in the, the tongue. Yes. Okay, so y'all knew what I was trying to say, mm-hmm. but um, that's it's real. Like mm-hmm. you literally can speak either good or bad things into your life, and as the verse says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yep. It's going to be like the Passover, how they had to um, put the blood of the lamb oh, above yeah. their doorpost so that death would cross over them. Like it literally has to be like that. Like that has to be your mindset. Like we serve God. This yep. household serves God. Our family serves God. This coronavirus, this whatever disease, the spirit of infirmity, it will not come near our house. Mm-hmm. It will not come near our tent because that's what God promises in his word. Right. So you literally in these times when it's uncertain, when all this stuff is going on around you and it's chaos, you have to go back to elementary, which is just go back <laughs> to the word and stand on those promises of yeah. God that you've been hearing. Like 
well, most of us have been hearing yeah. our whole lives. So, Joseph Prince said seven things um, that I want to say really quick. Okay. Um, he said, number one, he said, fear not. Two, refresh yourself with God's love for you. So um, pretty much saying that God loves me, so he has my life in his hands. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign. He controls my life. Um, trust in his faithfulness. Be at rest. So, again, don't worry. Um, know that God has it all under control. Be led by the spirit, not motivated by fear. Mm. Um, keep your focus on Jesus. And um, the last one, death has no hold on you. Mm. Because the word says, not even death can separate us from his love. Yes. So, and even in death, we are with him. So, no matter what. Oh, yeah, somebody, um, I can't, oh, Pat, her Instagram name is Pastor Sarah, but she literally said that. She was like, you know, I'm not worried about this coronavirus. Uh, you know, it's it's not bigger than my God. And even if, again, even if the worst happens, right. even if death happens, you're with, like, you're good. Yeah. You're with God. So, it's just like, no matter what. Whether you fight it and win, get it and die. Mm-hmm. Don't even get coronavirus, but die some other way. Like, it's just right. like, we're not, this is not our home. This is not our permanent home. Everybody has to die. It's going to be trouble. Right. Like Jesus literally said, in this world, we will have trouble. Yeah. So, it's just girding ourselves. What do you call it? Girding it? Girding uh-huh. your loins? <laughs> <laughs> like equipping or um putting on the full armor of god Mm -hmm. to deal with what happens in this world but ultimately this is not our permanent home like we have another home in heaven and we're all trying to get there but in the meantime (laughs) no expedite it i do not want to expedite it but i do want to get rid of this fear because like i said it does stop so many things in our lives and yeah. it causes so many things in our lives that and that's not what he wants for for us mm-hmm. so and that's the only thing that gives me um you know hope and peace knowing that like you said that um this is not our home so even with um mm. gabriel fernandez mm. death had no hold on him like he even though physically he died right spiritually um his he spirit is, is free he's free um, He's good. With so. the perfect love With that he was looking yes, for on yes, this yes. earth. And that's what mm. really just, like you said, gave me hope. Because if it was if it was if nothing it was, else, that, that would was be, like, it, I would yeah. be sitting in a corner. Yeah. I'm not playing. I would be you done. You don't want to start crying, um, literally. Speaking, literally. Yeah. I'm not playing. Like, I'm telling you that something about that documentary literally got to me. Yeah. And I promise you, I've been seeing, when we went to Galveston, you know my nosy self, we were <laughs> riding bikes. Mm-hmm. And um, nosy Mona, my mama, um... You know how people put a cross up on like sidewalks and highways, Mm-mm. like what like mean? RIP crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it was a huge cross. It was, oh, sorry, <laughs> it was teddy bears mm-hmm. all over. It was oh okay, um, like when somebody's passed away or something. Yes, yeah, so it was mm-hmm. like Merry Christmas string. Like it literally had a whole bunch of stuff, and it was right right um, on the sidewalk, and then behind it was the ocean. Mm-hmm. So um, of course, she was like, um, I saw the name on it. It said. First of all, I said the year. It said 2013 through 2017. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm. a kid. Four years old. And so then it had the name. And so she was like, oh, let me see. I'm about to look that up. She was like, I kind of remember something about it. She pulled it up. His name was Jacob. I cannot remember his last name. But same, literally same exact thing. Mm. Abused. Mom killed him in the same way, like just beat him. Dumped his body in the ocean. They found him. Nobody was looking for him. Nobody claimed mm. him. Nobody identified him. They were literally looking for the... For his identity for weeks and i can't remember like some call anonymous calls came in and they finally were able they led them to the mom yeah. and her and the girlfriend uh got arrested 
for his murder. But same exact thing. Like, I'm not playing. Like, I literally have been seeing it so many. I'm just like, he's enlightening me to this area or whatever, this need yeah. in our community yeah. of abused children, neglected children. Just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot. So I'm just like, if it's it was just a fallen world, it's a fallen it's world. Like a fallen world with everything from the coronavirus. It's gonna happen. People, you know, like I say, everybody's afraid and getting, you know, whatever. But again, it's a fallen world we live in. So disease is gonna happen. Yep. Um, as horrible as it is, children are gonna be, you know, yep. abused and murdered. Um, and even with Kobe, people gonna mm-hmm. die early mm-hmm. before their time. Um. And it goes back to again. It can be any of us. Any of us. It can have any of those three mm-hmm. things can happen to any of us. So mm-hmm. um, we're not exempt. But we just um, keep our faith in God and know, like you said, that um, this is not our. Yeah. This is not it. This is not it at all. And yeah. Satan has already lost. So we already have the victory. We mm-hmm. are just working out our salvation until Jesus comes back to get us. Which I literally wish He could just come get us all at the mm-hmm. same time. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, but we do have work to do, um, and that's another thing that helped me because literally just seeing all this stuff, I'm not playing. Like, I literally was getting depressed, and I'm just like, um, which you know that, well, we'll talk about that later, but these archetypes based on our birthdays. So mine is a lover, and it said I basically, when I'm happy, I'm just like, you can't bring me down. Like, I'm just so excited, just always happy. But then when I get sad, like, is like I literally, like, just feel it. Because I'm I'm a, a feeling type yeah. archetype or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, when I start seeing all this sadness, which is why I don't like watching documentaries, mm-hmm. because I'm just like, it gets too real, and it's too much for my spirit. But I'm just like, it, like, we aren't put here to be comfortable. I literally right. saw a verse for that. I mean, not yeah. a verse, a, a saying for that. We're not here to be comfortable. We need to go towards the roar. I've heard it see, um, say it like that. We mm-hmm. need to, I mean, we're on a battlefield literally right. it may not seem like it but we are literally on a battlefield so it's just like each trial each lesson each failure all of that he's working something good within us yeah each step of the way on this journey and it's preparing us it's equipping us to do what we need to do in this world because we are here for a purpose mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's all i have that's enough i think that's all <laughs> yeah that, is. that was a lot <laughs> That is a lot, and it's so many different issues, but we just wanted to give some encouragement. I know it's been a tough week. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of uncertainty is schools closing. Um, They're talking about. I'm not bad at that, honey. (laughs) Who you telling? Listen. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, we just wanted to give y'all some encouragement. Definitely, like I said, the main thing is to pray. We all need to be praying for cures, we need to be praying for the world, just our leaders, Mm -hmm. um, the doctors, like that guy said. Um, the emergency room just Trump yes that's why I said our leaders yeah. <laughs> literally we need that the election just it's so much stuff that we need to be praying for mm-hmm. every day all day um, the children just it's so many things we could be doing instead of panicking yeah because that's not gonna lead anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> literally so don't panic keep your faith in God keep your eyes on Jesus stay prayed up love your brothers love your yes do unto others as you would have done unto yourself Mm -hmm. stop being me 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 and i know it's hard because we all do it but think about others put yourself in someone else's shoes and just do good that's what joyce myers always talks about um what is it do um resist evil and do good so 
just do good some type of way be a blessing to someone else and anything else i think that's it okay so we will be back next week with some mm-hmm. different topics and some other hot topics whatever's going on next week and in the meantime be safe wash them hands right. and sanitize <laughs> cover your mouth when you cough yes, in this season yes, and yes. we're gonna be good all right okay yeah, good, have night. A good night